Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Let's go. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. You ready to storm 18? That's Kane Gang. Kane Gang. What's up, guys? It's time for another edition of the Kane Gang radio show, Sirius XM Channel 145. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button right about now. You know the guy in the top left corner. It's Dirty Bird. Dirty with three Ys and then Bird. He was in the ATL. Now he's in the uh, is it the 561 down there. Is that where you're at? 772 is for me, man. Oh, wow. You're way up there. St. Lucie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you guys that. I'm not too, I'm, hey, I'm two hours from Miami, man. About, about 90 minutes from the stadium. So Me too. On a plane. But <laughs> 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 our boy DC, Derek Coe, at Kane Fan Co. You see him in the upper right-hand corner, and I'm John Michaels. At John Michaels U, it's where you can follow me on social media. We got a lot we'll dive into today. We'll talk about, what, 10 days from now, or by the time this uh, airs live on Sirius XM Channel 145, it'll be eight days away from the Miami Hurricanes opening up the college football season. All three of us will be in the building. We'll get into that. We'll dive into everything that went on today with the baseball program because I know everybody. Okay, very few people were really excited with an announcement that came down today. We'll discuss some of that. And we're going to get into some predictions around college football where I've seen from different outlets. Some really love what they think the Miami Hurricanes are going to be this year and some not so much. Bert, I'll start with you, man. How have you been? I've been gone a couple of weeks. Hope you guys have been holding down the fort. We've we've missed you, brother. We've missed you. But just as uh, just as busy as you've been, uh, you know, Derek and myself have been busy too. I've had a lot with uh, going on with work. Derek was sick with the uh, with the plague, but he's made a full recovery. You and, had the uh, COVID? He's back. No, four negative oh, tests, no. bro. But I was sick. <laughs> oh. And you know what? Just for people out there in Radio World who are listening, an actual flu I, does still exist. Just so you guys know that. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, John, we needed that. We needed the cough button. Hasn't. <laughs> yeah, we needed we needed the cough button, so he kept he kept using mute management last week, like you know, going back and forth, and you'd see him in the background, <laughs> and they'd come off mute, so we could be able to uh, to talk. Man, it was uh, it was something. People don't realize when you do radio shows, the mute button is the greatest <laughs> gift in the history of radio. I hit the mute button. Uh, I, I unfortunately work with guys that will turn their mic off and forget, and they'll just start talking. And we're like, dude, I do that. We, we don't hear you. Bird does do that. that. Yeah, I do that all the time. <laughs> well, you're multi. Every time we come, every time we come back from break, man, every time without fail. Here's the thing: you're multitasking. You're reading the comments. You, you're getting the YouTube thing going. You're tweeting stuff out. Completely understand. DC, you and I, there, there's no excuses. Listen, I just like to talk. I don't like to do anything behind the scenes. Um, I, I listen. I can just talk. You know that God gave me the gift of gab. You know, sometimes I use it wisely, sometimes not so much. But at the end of the day, you know, we got a mouth and there's that old saying, you know, open mouth, insert insert foot. We do that from time to time here on the radio show as well. But, John, going back to your point, let's let's dive in real quick to the uh, the Kings baseball extension of Coach Gino DeMare, (laughs) because I I think this this can go two ways. And I'm I'm not here to bash, but Mm -hmm. like Bert and I were talking earlier, you know, you you get your team ranked number two in the country. And you literally just all of a sudden, you don't even crap the bed. Like you have straight diarrhea in the bed. 
Like at the end of the season, after that FSU series, it just seemed like everything went downhill. You do make it to regionals. And to the only saving grace about getting beat by Ole Miss in the regionals is at least Ole Miss went on to win the CWS. That's the only saving grace that I can say. Yeah, but I, I'll let you guys talk about this. There has been so much. There's been a lot to like. Let me Let me start with positive. Because the end of the Jim Morris era, the first two years that Miami misses the tournament since like 1928, uh, and I know I'm exaggerating by a little bit, but not by much. They made like 47, 48 straight NCAA yeah. tournaments. And then they all of a sudden don't make it for two years. So the team had fallen on really, really rough times. Bird, you watch probably more baseball than I do. If you remember those two teams, they couldn't hit their way out of a wet paper bag. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely brutal. I mean, look, I think we're in a better place now with it. Uh, but I mean, you know, you look at the way that we've collapsed, you know, especially last season or this yeah. this, this past season, man. And, uh, you know, look, I, I'm, I'm fine with bringing him back. But, you know, like to me to get an extension, you got to earn it. Right. And to right. me, we haven't put a lot down there now. You know, I will say I have all the faith in the world. And Dan, right, as, a, as an athletic director, I mean, I think we got a big time AD here who's smart, who knows what he's doing, who's probably two or three steps ahead of what any of us think or what any of the fan base does. So uh, but this is his first uh, decision that he's really going to be judged upon. Right. You know, this is the first right. call that he's made. He said, OK, we're going to sign an extension with uh, with Gino. Right. And, uh, you know, look, he's 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 going to have to hold his feet to the fire on this one, man. You know, if uh, if we come in and, uh, you know, baseball team performs well and makes a deep postseason run, you know, at, probably at least to Omaha, I think you got to make it, mean, at least got to make it to the super regionals. Uh, you know, that's, that's probably what you got to see. Cause if we have another, you know, bounce at home or, you know, another 500 season, uh, there's going to be a lot of very unhappy Canes baseball fans. I'll say the, this is the first time they were a national seed, I think since 2016, um, and I know the COVID yeah, year, they were well on their way to making a deep run that year. I think that was a college world series type team, but this year felt like that as well. You get all the way up to number two, you're, you're sweeping series, you're beating teams, you know, and you're beating them pretty good. You're getting really good pitching. The hitting looks great. And then, as you mentioned, the FSU series, it's like all of a sudden the bats went into hibernation because you pitch well enough to win in your regional, you lose Ole Miss two to one. You give up a double to the one guy on their team that you couldn't pitch to, their big first baseman. You lose that game 2-1. to one. What'd you lose to Arizona? Was it one nothing? Something. I mean, it was really low scoring in a game that – Well, it was two games yeah, against no, two games against Arizona. Yeah, two games because then they were one strike away from, from winning that, and then they right. just literally – The wheels fell off. Right. You know, and oh. you're talking about Andrew Walters as, a, as an All-American just completely collapsed in that ninth inning. You know, but, you know, you talk about pitching. You're, gonna, you're losing Palmquist. You're losing Jake Garland. They're gone now. Uh, Max Romero behind the plate. He's gone now. Right. You do have a lot of incoming freshmen that really can bring the heat. Uh, there's a young kid named Chris Sinta. I coached him, you know, from like literally T-ball coach pitch at minors. Uh, left-handed kid coming in, throws probably right around 90, 91. Um, so, again, they had a lot of young arms coming into this program. But like you just mentioned, John, it's going to be timely hitting. It's going to be the right. bats because, again – you can hold teams to one, two runs, but if you can't produce runs, that's going to be your that's going to be your heel, right? You got to be able to, to manufacture a run somehow. Again, what's going to happen? Obviously, Yo-Yo, I believe, is staying, so you're yep. going to have some power there, right? But again, at the same time, you got to have timely hitting, and I think we've missed out on a lot of timely hitting over the last couple of years. You know, again, small ball, like nobody plays small ball anymore. Oh, that's gone. Uh, I, we talk about this on talking about the Braves all the time. Small ball's dead. Everybody's yeah. trying to hit a three-run homer. It's the old Earl Weaver strategy of baseball. You know, get two men on, hit a three-run homer. 
and we'll live with a strikeout. It's just, it's not always there when you don't hit for big power. Here, yeah. Here's what I'll say. And Burr, this goes back to your point about Dan Radakovich. I do trust him. This isn't Blake James giving a buddy, buddy deal. In fairness to Gino, you were a national seed and winning the college world series. Isn't as easy as it was when Ron Frazier was there. It's not as easy as it was when Jim Morris was there, when it was, you know, win a regional, when you were at home and three or four of the regional teams had no business being there and you had to win one regional and you got to Omaha. Those days are long gone. Once they added the supers, it became a much more difficult task. And you think about all the national seeds that Ole Miss ran through to go win a national championship. So I'll give Gino credit where it's at to get you to a number six seed. But I am on a wait and see now. You know, I don't give a damn what happens February, March, and April. Get me into May and start winning some baseball games when they really matter, and we'll be okay. The only thing I will say negative about Dan Radakovich is there's a lot of Clemson fans. I think this Brad Brownell was their basketball coach and was super mediocre for a long time. He may still be there. <laughs> I mediocre. think he is, actually. And yeah. Dan Radakovich <laughs> would not fire this guy. At the height of Dabo Sweeney winning national championships in football, they just let the basketball team roll in mediocrity and not do anything. So I but hope when, when has Clemson been good in basketball? Uh, let's see, carry the one never. Yeah, that would be never. <laughs> so you know what? Mediocrity might be good for them in basketball. I think so, Dale Davis years and years ago. Maybe oh, Dale, Dale, Dale Davis, the name drop, man. Impressive. I think, I think he was there. I could be so, at Indiana. So question for you guys. So not so much for you, but what do you which sport between baseball and basketball do you think is more important to the Canes fan base? Baseball. baseball. Yeah, baseball. Oh, to me yeah. as baseball. well. Because we've yeah. never really done anything in basketball, right? Like, you know, yeah, last year was with Shane Larkin. was awesome. Yeah, you know, year with one year with Jack McClinton. You know, I mean, again, it was yeah. it was, you know, I mean, obviously you got to the sweet sixteen last year, or I mean the Elite Eight last Elite. year. Other yeah. than that, like again, yeah, the year with Angel and Sheldon McClellan. They had a good yeah, team. Yeah. They made a little run. But, but baseball's been there, right? They yeah. got four. They got four rings, right? And I mean, like just a storied history. And where you're positioned geographically, being so close to Latin America, you should dominate college it baseball. Comes back world. to this though, yeah. And yeah. this is where John Ruiz and his family and NIL deals will absolutely help the baseball program. Yeah. You know, you think about baseball gets what. 11.3 scholarships or whatever so for the thing. something it's ridiculous so which the NCAA can shove it up their rear ends for only oh. giving that many baseball full scholarships for a school like Florida that's easy for a school like Florida State that's easy name a state school that's easy for Miami that's not easy you know if you're one of those kids that gets 0.3 scholarship and now all of a sudden you got to pony up $62,000 to come to school Ooh. good luck yeah, yeah you're going to go to the MLB draft even if you're Taking twenty fourth round. <laughs> See, yeah, I'm getting money my money back. Lose money. So <laughs> I'm getting my money back. That's enough baseball conversation in yeah. August. We got a football season coming up in so nine or be- ten. We do before we, yeah, but listen, before we start that, <laughs> you brought up a name just a minute ago, and Mr. John Ruiz. Let's talk real quick about the renderings that just came out. John, do you like the renderings or you do not like the renderings? Do you think Miami gets its own stadium, or do you not think that we don't get our own stadium? I'm not going to doubt John Ruiz because he has been very vocal about what he plans to do. He's been on this program and he came across as a very real individual. And I know a lot of our opposing fan bases are saying he's a fraud. He's Nevin Shapiro, whatever that you don't have a publicly traded stock on the New York stock exchange worth like six and a half, eight billion $8 billion, whatever it is. And you're a fraud. Yeah. 
I do think the stadium thing to me seems a little, I don't want to say far-fetched. It seems a little aggressive to me. So you're going to pony up $500 million in your own dollars, and you want a stadium that's going to resemble SoFi Stadium, which if I'm not mistaken, costs close to about a billion and a half. No, it was so like four and a half billion. Was that it four and a half? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was it's, crazy. It's, it's crazy. Absurd. Okay, so 500 million might get you the grandstands to get in there <laughs> if that's what you're trying to do. And you're talking retractable roof and everything. And the only reason I have any kind of expertise about this, I was here when the Falcons were building Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And originally, I think it was ticketed at like $850 million. And it ended up being like $1.7 billion, almost mm. double. So if you're thinking 500 million, Triple double that. that. I would say double minimum. That. Well, construction yeah. costs. Listen, I'm in construction. Right. I know exactly what material costs are now. It's it's literally it's a 50 percent markup. I'll give you I'll give you an illustration. A roll of wire. It's called Romex, right? Roll of Romex. Uh, 14 to 250 feet. Pre-pandemic. Let's go. Let Let's just go 2021. 38 dollars a roll. Okay. Right. Right now it's 135 dollars oh. a roll. <laughs> That's called inflation. Correct. So. But construction costs are up there. No matter what you do, it's going to be up there. You're going to have overages. You're going to have delays. You're going to have this. You're going to have that. You're going to have shortages. The land so, alone that that thing sits on is right. is worth it. It's the last big piece of land that's left to Miami, and the city owns it. And you know, I don't think this thing ever gets to the finish line. I think so, it's. I think it's there. You're right. I think it's there for 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 they. I think the land's there. How do you break an 11 year lease at the Hard Rock right now? Who has the money to pony that up? You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't. Well, first of so, all, so, you're talking about a four year project minimum yeah. to get that thing built the way they want it. Four years. Well, you, haven't even, you haven't even gone through the Miami uh, political red tape long, that you've right? got to. That is impossible to make it through. But how long has David Beckham been pushing for the MLS? Exactly. Down Ten years, yeah. and yeah. it's still. I mean, it's. I mean, come on, man. So I, and I'm, not knocking, I'm not knocking yeah. Ruiz, and I think that it can be done. Oh. I just don't think it will be done. Yeah. That's my Listen, first, first and foremost, I, I appreciate him and his family and everything they do. And, you know, look, I think if any of us had an obs- obscene amount of money, we would probably be doing some of the same things. But let's be real. Like, when you look at the stadium, they want to make a 60,000-seat stadium. Well, we're not filling 60,000 seats at, at Hard Rock right now. Right. You're also going to you're talking about putting moving this thing to the Tropical Park site, which isn't on campus, but it's close. Right. So maybe right. you get a few more students there. Right. But let's be real. Miami fans or Miami students are not the sports fan type of students that they are in these SEC middle of nowhere state run institutions. We'll never be that. Right. And that's OK. But you also talk about moving this thing down further. Right. You are going to pull away from the Treasure Coast Canes, the Palm Beach, the Broward County people, the people yeah, that come but from the West I Coast. Debate, but I would debate that, Bert, because you know what? When you were at the OB, I mean, those people still came there too. The only thing that I would Some say, of us will. The, but the only thing I would say I is would. this. It's, it's Miami. So on a noon game against Bethune-Cookman, you might have 30,000 fans there. Right. Like on, on a general – like general go back to, go Not back this to first the, game, but yeah. But go back to the glory years, 2000, 2001, 2002, even before that. You might have 40,000 people there on a Saturday mm-hmm. afternoon playing Rutgers. It's right. not like you're just going to fill your big games, the FSUs, your Floridas. You know, you get like, you know, I watched the 1998 UCLA game the other night. Just I had nothing to do. There were 40,000 people there. Bro, it was like you look at the upper deck, it was completely open. Yeah. Right. And I think all 40,000 of us stormed the field after the game. Right. But, <laughs> like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, 
you want to build this 60,000 seat stadium for what? You want to be realistic? Build me a 40,000 seat stadium. And then if you have a bigger, a bigger game, then you move to Hard Rock. Yeah. I think it's pretty, I, I totally agree with that. And the difference is, you know, people get all up in arms. Oh, Miami's attendance sucks. Our attendance has sucked forever. Yeah. <laughs> Even when we were dominating. In the 80s, boom. when we were unbelievably, we were the best thing smoking in college football. Yes. When we'd play TCU or Pitt or East Carolina, there'd be 35 to 40,000. My first game that I was ever able to go to live was in 19, I think it was 1989 or 88. We played Wisconsin. I think it was 88. Steve Walsh was the quarterback. So we played Wisconsin. Wisconsin stunk bad. They were like one in 10 bad. My aunt got us tickets for like $8 in the upper deck of the Orange Bowl, and there weren't 45,000. And Miami was ranked number one. Yeah, man. There weren't 45,000 people there. And I've told that. I've told like people here go, oh, your attendance sucks. I go, it's always been that way. It's not a stadium issue. It's a state issue. It's an event issue. It's the same thing here in Atlanta. Falcons tickets right now, you literally, you can go to Subway and just start passing them out, and people be like, ah, I don't want to go because the team's bad. The cities mirror each other. They're event cities. Now, in Atlanta, we don't have beaches and beautiful women running around everywhere. In Miami, if it's the 330 game against Bethune, I think there'll be 50,000 plus because it's the first game of the Mario era. The following week against Southern Miss, there might be 30,000. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, check this. We're going to go to break here on the Kang Gang Radio Show, Sirius SM Channel 145. Give us a few minutes. We'll be right back. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Sirius XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up two nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't, you I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on two nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Two nigga Manuel Apollo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tongue of Iloa. Tua nigga Manuala Pola. Tongue of Iloa. Tua nigga Manuala Pola. Tongue of Iloa. Tua nigga Manuala Pola. Tongue of Iloa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information like your social security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. 
report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva Potra, la caballota, la reina y mi queen. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, we're back here in the Kane Gang Radio Show, Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Uh, again, we were just hyping up the whole, or discussing the whole stadium issue. And, and, and again, if it happens, it happens. And I'll tell you a perfect venue, John and Bird. In 2015, I went up to the University of Cincinnati. We went up there on a okay. Thursday night. It was about 42,000 fans packed. But the way that that stadium was, it kind of funneled up. That is an ideal stadium for someone like the University of Miami. Because like I said, I, I think 40,000 is a reasonable sellout every week stadium you know, to, to build. I look at the renderings and I'm like, okay, it's literally an OB type feel. You know, you have the, the open end on the, the west and the yeah. U shape. Palm trees everywhere. Yeah, but to me, you know what? You you got to square that end zone off. It kind of reminded me of like, you know, the Sun Bowl in El Paso with that big, like that big round piece. Right. You're laughing, but that's what it, like, it resembled that, right? Oh, I think you square that in order to get people closer to the field. You know what I mean? Um, again, I know it's just a rendering. You know, you still yeah. got to put your jumbotrons on. What, where's you going to be your luxury boxes? You know, those right. type of things. But one thing, Bird, that you hit on, you're moving that south to tropical. How many exits, how many ramps, how many different things are they going to have to build to get you in and out of there? You Could you oh imagine God. on a it's, Saturday afternoon funneling everybody out on the Bird Road? Oh, my God. No, it's – yeah, it's it's not going to happen, right? Like, it's just – it's it's not. Like – like I said, I, I appreciate the Ruiz family and what they do. I don't, I don't knock them. I just, I just don't ever see this happening. I think what this is, we have is just a world class, a world class, class F one races, Super Bowls, uh, college world football, Cup. national championship game, the right. World Cup, countless concerts. And I think, if I'm events. not mistaken, is that is is the World Cup the same year as the national championship game, 2026? Uh, it, dude, every year there's two or three big events there, right? Because the, the national Orange championship just got year, picked like, in, in 2026. But I think the World Cup might be the same year. I could be wrong. It might yeah. be 2024, but whatever. But you're right. It's a no, world-class right, Because Atlanta gets the World Cup the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think it is 2026. 2026. So you get, yeah. the, you get the national championship game and you get the World Cup at Hard Rock in the same year. Which, which I'm already making. I'm, I'm talking to people that know people. Actually, I'm not. I'm just making this up. But it sounds great. <laughs> I need Colombia. I need Colombia and Brazil in the Oh, Atlanta. I'm sure you do, John. <laughs> Colum- I don't give a damn if any of them can play soccer. I just need <laughs> Colombia and Brazil here. My, my 50th birthday comes up in 2024. My wife, because I was many people have asked, where were you the last couple of weeks? I was in Vegas last week. One of my best friends turned 40. Um, mm. So we spent some time out there. I'm going, I, she goes, where do you want to go for your 50th? I go, Colombia. She goes, why? I go, Colombia. That's all I'm going to ask. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, here's the one thing I'll say, and I and I appreciate everybody that says, you know, it, traffic's going to be bad, and it will be. It's still only six or seven games a year. For guys like me that are out of state, it's a little different than two of you who go to every single game. If for two times a year I have to deal with an extra hour, hour and a half of traffic, so be it. It's not going to kill me one way or the other. 
I like the idea of having a sta- stadium that close, but I'm not pressed like everybody. Yeah. Really, the opposing fans seem to be the one that are pressed. It's the casuals that it drives off, right? It's the people that, you know, that that don't live it like we do. But, you know, there's certain ones of us that, like, you know, we'll go to every game no matter what. Like, if they played bro, they played in Key West, I would still make it down there. I right. talk a lot of junk about the fact that I had to get all the way down there every game. But I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna go, right? Like nothing's gonna stop me from going to the games. But the casual fans that fill the stadiums and the ones that, you know, it's like the families that are looking for a hobby and stuff. That's who it pulls away from. So, right. So I can tell you this: if you do not want to sit in traffic, I'll go back to when I <laughs> first go. started going to the OB. Listen, we used to park right across on the north side of of, of A Street, Old Ladies Yard, mm-hmm. and I remember coming out and we'd have to sit you there for hours. Name? Abuela, so abuela, so so what happened was finally one day I'm like, hey, it'd be cool to meet some of the players after the game. So I walked down and I'm like, hey, can can we see the players after the game? And this one security guy goes, yeah, yeah, you got to walk around here. And then it like like it was born. Like that's what I do every week now. Like. So yeah, I now mean, you're why, there from 5 a.m. till 10 p.m. That's right. But, but you miss traffic. 100%, right? I would much rather be sitting around, well, standing around, not doing anything than sitting in my car, wasting gas, being Even idle. still, like even if you don't go and you don't go to the, you know, the, the northeast entrance, right, where they come out at the end of the game, fire up the tailgate again. Like I, right. I cannot stand – like there's a few things that I hate more in the world than sitting in traffic, right? Paying right. for parkings, another one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've got a, just a list of stuff that just grinds my gears, right? Well, let's but, get to some of them. Let's get to oh, them. Oh, okay. Well, we, 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 well. We can, we can so what grinds your gears? What grinds your gears? I'm Peter, Peter Griffin up in here. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's, it, they're really a lot of automobile-related ones, right? Traffic, you know, people who drive like co. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't drive bad. <laughs> but you don't drive well either. I drive, no, I drive fast. There's a difference. Here's the so I can he only drive fast. <laughs> he drives fast and gets mad when people in the right lane aren't going fast. Like to me, if you're slow and you're driving, I'm riding that way. Like that's okay. Like if you're in the left lane and you're not going fast, like you know, you got all you know, the right, right in the world to get up on somebody's ass. But people in the right, man, like little old ladies, like he's scaring the hell out of them, man. He's in this giant F one fifty that's. You know, that's lifted with a giant U on the back, man. You know, giant tires on it and everything. And, like, just coming up on these little old ladies, I just see these, you're like, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, oh, Get out shit. of my way, bro. Like, honestly, <laughs> this isn't driving Miss Daisy. Like, move. Yeah, you, you say that. I can only drive so fast because my insurance to get a lower rate when you have kids that are, you know, everything. <laughs> you're you're dealing with kids that have cars. and you, So I have to have this stupid, I don't want to say, because all states are great insurance company, but I have. You like, have like a your, little monitor, right? That no, on it's on your or, or phone. No, no, oh. it's an app on your phone. Well, it detects movement. I have to go back and delete almost once a day because I drive too damn fast or I'm on my phone too much. <laughs> and it dings you. It'll be like phone activity, phone activity, high speed, brake. I'm like, damn it. Like, <laughs> I'm in the passenger seat. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I have to do that. I have to go, did not, was not driving, was not driving, was not driving. Like, I literally have to do <laughs> That's that. That's wild. All so, because Maria has that from State Farm. There's a little thing that goes in her window. Okay. So State Farm can kind of register how fast she's going, you know, again, all those different things. And it's for right. insurance purposes. Yeah, I would definitely be chucking that out the window because. Well, it drops my insurance about 15 to 20% by using it. So 
I use it and I just go back through and delete all the ones where I'm driving like a maniac. Uh, you you want to know what grinds my gears when it's five Oh three in the morning as it was five Oh three. It's about the time I'm heading to work and birds in bed asleep, like comfortable. Yeah. My, my guy crash Clark, who's also a big Miami fan here in Atlanta. He's from South Florida has done radio everywhere. He's our traffic guy. And at five Oh three, I just have the first tweet I see is you may not want to go two eighty five West today because there's a Publix truck rolled over an entire 53 foot Publix truck had groceries sprawled all over the highway. So I had to, me. Yeah, I had to take an alternate <laughs> route this morning. I could not go that way. I got to work at 558. Uh, and the rule at our job is if you're late, you got to buy the entire show breakfast. So oh. thankfully, I made it just in time to not have to buy everybody breakfast. But we won't have that problem a week from now. Uh, so you, don't my, even, you don't even break stride getting out of the car. You just go sit down, put your headphones on, and just go right into talking, huh? We're good. Uh, there's five people on my show. I could walk in, and I'm ready to roll from the get-go. We spent a lot of time. We're, we're going to get to Miami in a second. Have you guys watched the documentary on Mattel? I didn't watch it yet. Oh, amazing, though, right? Like, it it is the original catfish. <laughs> it is one of the best things I've ever watched. Um, I remember when that was happening, and I was I was doing radio here in Atlanta when it was Yeah, 2012. And I remember my reaction at that time. And I was 10 years younger. I was a little bit more cynical. And one of the two things I said, I said, either he's in on it or he's the dumbest human that's ever walked the earth. And there, yeah, and that was dumb, kind of my take human. one way or the other. <laughs> Watching this thing, and Bird, I, I suggest in the next two days, it's only two hours. It's two yeah, different one-hour episodes. Sit down and watch this. Sure. Watching this, I went from I felt horrible for him to I was pissed off at how dumb he was to I said, this really ruined this man's life. This <laughs> I mean, that is little, I cannot imagine what, and he, it still bothers him 10 years later. Yeah. You'll see it. You'll see at the end, he breaks down really badly. It is one of the best things. And and, you know, we all hate Notre Dame. It made me, first of all, Notre Dame came across as complete jackasses in this. Oh, facts. Because they did nothing to help this poor kid. Brian Kelly. (laughs) Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. And was it uh, Jack Swarbrick? I believe was the athletic director. Yeah. It was just terrible. But, well, yeah, I, I won't. Declan don't spoil Sullivan, it. I think. Yeah. Then, right? I don't know if that was before or after Declan saw I'm just saying, like, listen, Brian Kelly doesn't have a great history over at Notre Dame, man. Is that the, is that the year? Like, is that the same year that the one guy, the camera guy fell off the, uh, I don't, the high Declan Sullivan. Yeah, yeah. I don't I was, know if it was the I same was, year. It might have been the same year. Oh, that, goodness. Um, man, that's. Oof. <laughs> Either way, I'll, I'll be a Brian Kelly fan a week from now. I'll tell you that much. Well, of course. Oh, please. State's ass down at please. LSU. Which is hilarious, by the way. That leads us to a completely different topic. Was (laughs) it their athletic director who said, I'll be cheering for Miami against Texas A&M? Thanks, champ. (laughs) Appreciate that. Emo Fisher scarred them forever. (laughs) So they're big mad, bro. Big mad. If we want to troll FSU, did you you see the official – the official – The official. The official letter. Well, I listen. You can pick your poison. You can go with the official letter. You can go with my man with the, with the water gun. The worst thing, you know, the water gun spraying the, the punt returner, like you know when he's trying to catch oh, a bro. ball, like like the Benny Hill music playing in the background. The worst may have been today. Somebody tweeted from the official FSU oh. account a oh, Hunter, Hunter jersey. Are you kidding me? Well, there was a fan. 
if I'm not mistaken, oh, they sent oh. out a tweet and said, "Hey, was one of their send fans? Us, send us, send us your, your name and your number, and we'll we'll make your jersey." Someone put Hunter Junior twelve, oh, and they actually oh, oh. put that out. <laughs> it got retweeted like 150 times until they realized it. But the worst part was the tweet right above that was a, a Marius Mim. They said, "Oh, give me Mim 69." And it was oh no, MSU fan. So it was like. That should have just jumped out to you, like you. They want Mims and Hunter, like, like, dude. That that has to be the all-time worst social media team of any college or professional program. They have dropped the ball consistently so many times, man. Yeah. There, there are certain jokes that just write themselves. Oh, dude. And, and that program- every day they got something. So and- the 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 official letter one though, right? Not to cut you off, but. That was to Lamont Green Jr. Lamont Green was a was a great linebacker oh, for them yeah. back in the day. Like, so not only do you do this to a kid who's you know committed or you know who's committed to you, you're sending out the official. He's a legacy, and right. you still like like how embarrassing is that? Not all legacy kids are good. Let's just put that out there. And not all legacy kids go to their school like Correct. Marvin Jones Jr., yeah. who decided, now nah, I'm good. I'll go to Georgia. I'll go to Pass. Georgia instead, where I have a chance. To win. A um, lot we got to dive into yeah. uh, as far as this football team goes because we are literally 10 days away from the opening of college football. Mm. Is it break time? Mm-hmm. No, we got about four minutes. So let's oh, do this. About four minutes. We got so early. Four minutes. So before we get into the Miami stuff, high school football just started, right? Mm-hmm. So again, watch the IMG against Venice. David Wilson looks like an absolute freak. Him going against Francis Moagoa, going back and forth. There's going to be a great matchup this week. Miami Central goes, you know, against IMG. I want to see a Ruben Bam against Francis Moagoa. But then, you know, you had Northwestern, and then you had Jones up in Orlando. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, there's that tweet that everybody's looking at. Well, Malik Bryant's telling, you know, Andy Jean, come to the U, bro. Like, again, it's amazing to see how these kids that are committed to Miami still recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. You know, there was that tweet that uh, – was put out there that during one of the plays that Francis Marigold was actually blocking David Wilson, telling him, hey, look, won't you come play at the U? I mean, it's these kids, man. And if you can, again, you lose four games, you're not keeping all the kids. But at no. the same time, if you win and you can keep this class together, this 23 class, potentially 24 class, is going to be something special. It's great to see that we have ambassador, And we've had this in years past. DJ Dallas is probably DJ my favorite Dallas ambassador. Is, oh, yes. ambassador. The, the problem was DJ Dallas was from a small town in Georgia, and there's only so much ambassadoring you can do. Yeah. In when Georgia. you're at IMG, and literally all of your teammates are pretty much Division One talent, yeah. and a lot of them are four- and five-star, you just go, dude, I want to play with you at the next level. Yeah. And now, hey, I'm IMG, and I'm going to play Venice, and I'm going to play Central. I guarantee Malago is going to be talking to Ruben Bain. Yeah. There's no so, doubt in my mind. That Venice program, talking about high school football, like that's a really good program. Like they're set up well and everything. They got destroyed. I'm talking like, so I pulled the game up, right? I think a bunch of us watched it on on YouTube and whatnot. The opening kickoff, Carnell Tate, I mean, unscathed, gone. And it wasn't so much Carnell Tate as it was all the blockers that set him up. I looked at the offensive line for Venice, and I mean, it looked like a high school team compared to, you know, excuse me, not like, I mean, it looked like a junior midget Pop Warner team going up against, you know, a, a college team. I mean, they dwarfed these kids on the. So on it looked the like it looked like Alabama versus Miami last year. Exactly. In, in, yeah, in it really did. Yeah. It really yeah. did. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if if you can get some of these, and, and I was talking to, um, I was talking to Gerald Jones. So we had a bowling tournament the other night at the University of, uh, Hall of Fame. 
Uh, We're not supposed to talk about that because I didn't bowl very well. So Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Your form didn't look either, either. Your score reflected that. But at the end of the day, we had a good time. My, right? my theory on bowling is the drunker I get, the better I bowl. So <laughs> Lanes were horrible. We had, we had fun, though, right? We Blame it on the lanes. That's like – but like when I was talking to Daryl, we were talking about some recruiting thing, and we got about about a minute before we go to break, you know. And, and I brought this up to Daryl. I said, like, we're not going to get every kid. I said, but at least now our hats on the table with these kids. You, you know, there for a while we weren't even in the household. You know, at least now we're at least we're we're kind of making progress. Well, you win ten games. Manning was too busy. I don't know, riding on boats and boats and hoes. Boats and hoes, bro. You already know. <laughs> you know, prestige worldwide. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's the best. But the pizza, again, the Nina, the Santa, Santa Marina. <laughs> Don't get me started. No, we can't. So, we can't keep going on that song, though. No. Shut, um, just shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Yeah, just shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Who am? That was an N P A N M. Like who's driving the boat? Greatest. One of the greatest movies ever. What facts? All right, so we do got to go to break here on SiriusXM Slam Radio Channel One Forty Five Kang Gang. Again, when we come back, we will get into the, I don't want to say game week, but our, our team. We're going to get into the University of Miami football team, and we're going to talk everything that we need to talk about. Depth charge, this, that, people not being able to view practice, you know, all the good stuff oh. that were, you know, Susan Miller, you know, asking great, great Hard-hitting questions. Hard hitting questions. <laughs> so, all right. We'll see you guys in a couple of minutes. Bear with us. We'll be right back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing. You're going to be home today, so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home. Privacy of your own home. Watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, 
manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word won. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 1249, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Final segment here on the Ken Gang Radio Show as we're going to do an hour show this week. We'll probably re-loop it. Um, obviously, kind of busy. Got some things going. So, John, let's get into it. First of all, let's let's just talk about this one question. So, Ted, you play safety. Ed Reed played safety. <laughs> I just – come on, man. <laughs> what, man. What, are we do, what are we doing? Here, here's what I'll say. And I'm not going to knock anybody – because I work in that business and I know some people are just not meant to ask questions. Some people are meant to write. Some people are meant to do radio shows. I'll say this. Like when we go to Falcons camp, the Falcons actually set up table. It's just a little round table and a player will come and you put your microphone down. And I walk over there. We get Marlon Davidson. First day that practice is open. And Marlon Davidson's an intriguing story. And I got people going, the stupid, lame you know, questions. So uh, how do you feel about the heat out here? Really? Uh, what, what What do you think of camp? Really? I looked at him. My first question, <laughs> hand, hand to God. I said, Marlon, you're going into year number four. Uh, some people have used the B word. What do you think? And he goes, I hear it all the time. He goes, I know I'm, I've been a bust so far. And I got him to open up and we started talking. And next thing you know, I've asked eight or nine questions and everybody else is looking going, holy crap, this guy has balls. (laughs) There are a lot of people that don't have balls in this business because they're afraid to ask athletes anything. I'd rather ask them something and you tell me kick rocks 
than me give you generic bullshit. Yeah, well, you got to love when you see the questions you ask pop up in other people's interviews. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, because they're like, that means I asked a great question because somebody took it and they gave a great answer. And now they're going to utilize that in another in another manner. But to say he's a safety and you're a safety, wouldn't you like to be a safety too? <laughs> uh, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah. You got to do better than that. I mean, look, I, I don't, I don't want to knock her, man. You know what I mean? Well, like, what look, mean you, you don't. Know, you texted me all morning about it. it was, I, mean, <laughs> I don't want to knock her on the air. I don't want to knock her on the air. All right. It's too so, late. It's already out there, bro. No, no, it's, it's out you, there. <laughs> just say, man. You know, like, look, we, we need to be, a, we need to have a higher standard with some of that stuff. Man, we do. With some of the questions that we're asking out there, right? Because some of that stuff is is just ridiculous, right? And we were on, uh, we were on the Malik uh, Bryant press conference when, uh, you know, he he invited everybody on, and we said, hey. You know, Kang Gang, you'd love to come on and you know be part of it, and you know ask a couple, you know ask a couple questions of him. Somebody, and I'm not going to name who it was, name like him. nah, nah. but they they started they started going in on this kid like losing his father, and it wasn't like it was inappropriate to ask, but like the yeah. way he sat, like asked it was just so cold. Like I was on the other end, like oh my gosh, and the kid was kind of like taken back. He's kind of like right. oh well, you know yeah, like I mean you know. It was just and rough, man. That was like, dang, dude. also levels like high school. You spoon feed the kids questions because they're high schoolers. Let's be mm -hmm. honest. Most high school kids do not talk all that well. Um, and it's not a knock on them education wise or whatever. It's just they're high school kids. They're nervous. They're kids. Yeah, they're kids. College kids, especially at a program like Miami, you bet. Because they have people that teach them. They have people in that are going, look, this is how you answer questions. And that's why a lot of the answers typically sound stock. Yeah. So you can ask them better questions. By the time you get to the NFL, gloves are off. Yeah. Gloves yeah. are off. We had a former Falcon. I'm not going to name names. He signed a big tight end deal in Cleveland. You can figure out who he is. <laughs> and a ball yeah. Had a ball ricochet <laughs> off his chest against the Dolphins that got intercepted. People went to ask him questions in the locker room. He turned around and got on the phone and wouldn't answer anybody. He called me and my former co-host, Rick Camel, fake fans because we had dogged him the year before. When he, he goes, you guys didn't realize I was throwing blocks. You're there to catch pass. I don't give a damn if Devontae Freeman ran for 100 yards. <laughs> and we didn't back down from him. And I think he gained respect yeah. for us. We were like, yeah, we called you bad because you didn't play well. Yeah, yeah, facts. Mm -hmm. So one person, let's talk about Cleveland, uh, obviously, real quick. Somebody who's playing really well, Mike Harley. Mm -hmm. Really, really I think well he makes her 53. And I think it's beneficial with, and not to, not to knock anybody who gets hurt, but when Jakeem Grant went down, I thought that literally boosted the fact that Mike Harley can make that squad. Right. So, it's funny so, you bring up receiver because I think the biggest question between now and next Saturday, what happens at receiver? Because whether it's David Lake, whether it's our buddy Gabby Urudia, whether it's Susan or Manny or anybody that has been you know privileged enough to be at practice, Receiver has been the biggest issue. Josh Gaddis apparently has been doing a lot of different things with pad drills. As guys go to catch the ball, he's hitting them with pads, and they can't hold on to the football. Who steps up and becomes that guy? I think we all know that is a given in the slot. But you need two outside receivers when you go three wide that have to step up. I'll give you mine right now. I'm going to go Keyshawn, mm -hmm. Jacoby, and X. Okay. I'm gonna go Mike Redding, actually, just because oh. I think he's making. I think he's making moves. They get all the talent in the world when he came in, right. uh, and the jobs. The jobs open. And supposedly he's been the guy who has been making the grabs and has been showing consistency. And 
they're you know Morio's not going to play people who dropped the ball. Like doesn't care about. I don't care how high you were recruited. I don't care how heralded you were. It don't matter. Like if you can't catch the ball or you you have drops in practice, you're not going to play during during the game for I think Jacoby Jacoby just slot. looks so smooth, right? When he runs, he's a great route runner, right? But he's got to bring it in, right? But he didn't have a lot of drops last year. So the Do you other remember the catch that he made against Duke, like a one-handed catch coming around his yeah. arm, like he oh, can't the, complain. Well, the, the, so here's another guy who made an insane catch. Ooh, another guy that I would put. Yeah, I like Brinson a lot, man. He's. I think he's got to put some weight on. Yeah, I, I think no, he's I mean, too thin. I, he might be one eighty. Maybe, but I mean, look, he's another one that I see jumping up. Who do you like, John? Uh, you know, I I love Keyshawn. I think Keyshawn's almost locked in as a starter. And I've heard Brashard's name come up a bunch, and I know that's going to make you really small at receiver if him and X. Most started at the same time. But if you go back and watch some of the stuff that Michigan did a year ago with Blake Corum, who was their second running back, will be their one this year. He was a quick, fast, undersized guy. But they found ways lining him up in the slot, jet sweeps, bubble screens. Rashard is the guy that you can, he catches the ball and he's out of it. Yeah. So I think you find a way to get him on the field. And Frankie Ladson's the other one. You know, you, you got to show me something at some point. Yeah, you can't have that much talent and that much size and go to yeah. Clemson and suddenly just forget how to play football. Yeah. You're yeah. back home. You should be comfortable. He had to show he had us some, practice. He, he had some great grabs at Clemson, too. So we yep. know he's got it in him. Like you said, I mean, we know he's got it in him. But, you know, the good thing about all this, though, is that you have two you're, – you're probably your two best pass catchers are your tight ends, right? right. So you got two guys there in an offense that we know is going to be tight end heavy. You know, hopefully when you get healthy in the backfield, then you got a stable of running backs and you can attack the running game with, with different oh. people. I know we're banged up. <laughs> you know, it's, No, I don't it's think you're banged tough. up. I think we're hurting. I think we only have three. You know, we have three running backs and then we have the walk-on kid because I think Chaney's out two months and Citizen's out for the year. So Is it you know, again, two months for Chaney? Because I heard four weeks. We shall see. Yeah. I again, Nothing's been I, announced publicly. We man, shall so, see. And, you know, know, and again, that's where you bring up a Bashar Smith. You sprinkle him in the backfield as yep. well because he can do that, you know. And, and again, you talk so about a receiver. Richard, you could go, you could act like you're just say in twelve personnel, which is one tight end and two running backs. Mm-hmm. When in essence, you're really in eleven personnel because Brashad goes over to receiver. Or same thing, you could go to twenty-two personnel with two backs and, and two tight ends, but Brashad is in essence another receiver. Correct. This is where Josh Gaddis can be very. This is where he's gonna make his money. Oh, absolutely. Show, show me. Show me what yeah. you can do. Again, formations, matchups, and this is where I think Miami's going to have an advantage against a lot of people is, is mismatches. You know, you look at Jalil Skinner, yeah. there's no way that he doesn't get on the field. Mallory, yeah. listen, you want to talk about people who drop balls. Yeah. Will Mallory is probably the top of your list that's on this team, you know? I, I well, the second, but the second half of last year, he was really sure-handed. I still don't forgive him for the Florida Michigan game, State. the North Carolina game. Michigan State. Oh, that Florida drop. Oh, that was Michigan brutal. State. He had back-to-back at Carolina. One would have yeah. been a touchdown, and one was a two-point conversion to tie it. Yeah. Michigan State, he had the one that it, it's 14-3, and that game. 14-3. Completely- and I think we I think we completely dominate that game if, if he makes that catch. Yep. You it's know, so. so crazy how chain of events <laughs> really seemed to roll downhill. Here, Here's the best thing, and, and I know we're talking about because we'll all be there. And I tell anybody, and, and I don't know, I know you guys well, but I don't know if you're as friendly as I am before game. I will be the social butterfly 
because I'm going to be over by X's tailgate. Anybody that wants to find me, I'm going to be by X's tailgate. You all know where that's at in the West Horns lot. I'll come by and say hi to Co. while he's sitting there in his, you know, in his recliner out by Cane Walk getting ready. But I'm going to be over at X's tailgate drinking and dancing and having fun. I, I implore anybody that listens to this or my podcast or anything, come say what's up. Like I'll Listen, have- I, I'm going to come over and see you before I go to Cane Walk. Are Again, you? I get there four hours early. I only get to Cane Walk an hour before Cane Walk. So okay. I have an hour. I really have about 53, 54 minutes uh-huh. to socialize. <laughs> He's got three and a half minutes. Bro, I, I have to make sure I'm walking over at a certain time. So how okay. early is Cane Walk? Is it an hour and a half? No, two hours. So obviously so 1.30. 1.30. I'll be there at least by noon. Yeah, um, I'll, listen, I'll, I'll be lined up at Cane Walk at 12.30, you know? Uh, Marie and Grayson might be in the car still hanging uh-huh. out in the AC, depending on how, uh, depending on how hot it is. Right. Um, but again, I'll be there. You know, it's, I will come. I Jason, will come who says he's going to be there in November for FSU. I will be there as well. I'm coming back down. I'm bringing my entire family. So Kane, my daughter, Sophia, my wife, uh, Taz. I believe I met Taz last year. I got a picture with him. From Taz life. is a great guy. He's great family. Dude. He's family. Awesome. Super quiet. Just came over, yeah, said, yeah. what's up? Took a Shoot. picture and walked away. That's about six five too, man. Yeah, <laughs> long, long dread. Long dread, yeah. man. But like, that, he, that's family me right there, bro. Like, but what I was no going to say for that no first doubt. game, what's great as opposed to what we've had in the last couple of years is, is you've got two warm ups. You literally have two warm up yeah, games. Yeah. Bethune is figure out who the hell can play on a Saturday against live competition, and then Southern Miss is the next step up. Um, but you've got two weeks before Texas A and M to figure out who can make plays. It's a far cry from opening up against Alabama and then playing Michigan State two weeks later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, with Appalachian State squeezed in between, which was not an easy game either. So, you know, this year you get to walk in and just figure out who can play and then get some depth guys in. You know, if, if Isaiah Horton can play, guess Let what? Play. We're going to find out against Bethune if he can play. If Michael Redding can play, you'll find out against Bethune if he can play. So do we, do we put up 65 against Bethune? No, I don't I, think that's in Josh Gattis or uh, Mario Cristobal's DNA. I'm going at least sixty. I'm going to go. I think 51. they're going to make. I think they're going to make a statement on it, right? I mean, I think defense, you know. special teams. I think they get scores. You know, You're north and, of fifty. Yeah. Did I say fifty-one-three? I think they call off the dogs in the second half and just. It's line up. Let's run the football and let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, but then you break a Stay run, healthy. You know what I mean? Stay healthy. Yes. That's key. Stay healthy. That's everything. Hey, Garcia, what he can do for a series or two. Jacoby sure. Brown, him run some zone read or whatever. Yeah, let, let Peyton Matoko get in there for a play or two. Why not? For you know? sure. Eric Coke get in there and run a play. Bro, give it to me. Listen, I, I'll sling the ball. I wouldn't be surprised, man. Show up at the game and all of a sudden he walks out of the locker room in full uniform. Hey, man, I, I had some eligibility. Who's the dude that wears the full uniform? Shelton. Oh, Shelton. 12th man, might, yeah. dude. He might go out there and tackle somebody for real. He might. I hope they're letting him. They, they, I think for the past couple of years, they haven't been letting him wear the full jersey. No, he I wore know. it last year. He wore it last was it year. Last? Okay. I okay. think it was the COVID year. He wasn't allowed to wear it. Yeah, he's like, oh, okay, because I'm going to spread COVID wearing my jersey. Yeah. <laughs> you know? At 3 30 on September 3rd, and you're in a full jersey, they deserve <laughs> to give you whatever you want. Listen, I used to wear this dumbass Transformer costume. That was you? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I never knew that. Uh, you want me to show you the helmet? We got four minutes. I can run and grab it. Hurry, hurry. <laughs> All right, hold on. Get the helmet. I've never seen this helmet. I didn't know that was Co. 
John's like, wait a minute, man. I used to look at that guy and laugh. Like, who's this jack wagon? <laughs> oh, I love it, man. No, I can't stuff. wait, man. You know, the the other part that got me excited today was was it Lichtenstein came out uh, and yeah. was like, this is the best D line I've ever played with. We're Bro. eight to ten deep. I mean, this is a, this seems like on paper an old school Miami D line. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, that's that. I'm, that's why I'm so excited. I think the defense is going to be unreal this year, man. I mean, I, I really do. And I think the linebacker play, everybody's yeah. knocking on that. I think that's going to be elevated too. You got John Packy, you know, the incarnate world DC, uh, you know, out of there, right? Replaced him with a guy who's been the head coach at Texas. Hey, coach. And, you know, been a national championship defensive coordinator at a school we hate. Uh, been the head coach at Louisville, right? Like, he's right. running your linebacker crew now, right? Like, you know, your linebackers are in good hands. And I think a lot of these guys that haven't really performed well uh, are are back to it. He's smiling. Let's see where are he's going. kidding me? Oh, my god! I never Look knew that this. was you. I've seen you on TV a million times with that thing. I'm like, that dude's got the best seats ever. <laughs> and nothing's changed. <laughs> Still have the best seats ever. It's bro. so true. This thing oh, here man. was my classic. I wonder if it still works. Hold on. So where did that you go? Wear that, uh, you go wear that game one, bro. Should I? That custom helmet. What, did you make that, or did someone make it for you? No. So it's actually an Optimus Prime like helmet, and then I had it. I had it like professionally painted, like mm-hmm. like you know, because it's like it says Optimus Kane on there. Yeah, that's you know. awesome. The only thing I didn't like, the only thing I didn't like is one of one. (laughs) It is. They made the green a little, like a little too light. Yeah. But I liked it. You know, I didn't care. It wasn't like super dark forest green. Um, Real quick. And I didn't get a chance to talk with you guys last week. And I'm sure you addressed it. How'd you like the, uh, the, the night uniform? I hate them. Like the new ones. Are you kidding me? Those things are awesome. I have to see them in person. Cause like you see the, you see the fan version of it. The fan ones are dog crap. Yeah sleeves down to your elbows like it's 2004 and you're in a little john video oh i don't i don't think i i I, well no i did wear so um i did go viral when we played wisconsin in the orange bowl Uh i was actually holding grayson grayson was only he was two months old we came back on and we had the field seats we came back from commercial and i'm holding grayson in my arm like this with the mask on it went viral you know what do you do when your babysitter cancels it it was on sports nation barstool like it literally went viral man and but you know i'm rocking like the whole like transformer helmet so 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 let me ask you this i took aaron to her first game at eh, probably i don't know maybe a year and a half and people were like oh why do you have a a kid that young did anybody like say stuff to you like for bringing a baby to the game it was two weeks old I, i brought him at two weeks I wish I could have brought her earlier, you know, when she I was did. younger. Well, listen, we oh. can talk about that off air. We're uh, getting ready to uh, end this here. So, listen, thank you guys so much for listening to the Kang Gang Radio Show on SiriusXM. It's good to have John Michaels back. Uh, we will be a one more show before season. Until then, we out of here. Everybody have a good weekend. Peace. We out. The views and opinions expressed on Kang Gang are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.